All right, time for praises now. So, who wants to start? Joshua. Well, praise the Lord for, for the wisdom I've been gaining through our uh, Thursday night men's suit and wisdom class we've been doing. I've been gaining a lot from it just from the discussion we've been having. So, I want to praise the Lord for that. Good, good. I also want to praise the Lord uh, for the truck issue I praised last week. Right now, everything is good to go. We got a wipe clean. I'll be honest with you, I'm not moving the truck until I can find a car to trade it in for, but at the moment, everything's fine with the truck. So, uh, and I also want to praise the Lord for the business that He will be sending me. Amen. Daryl, you, you next. I have the opportunity to, to help serve. Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., I'm taking Tashana up, taking her to a rehab center. She has no other ride, and I tell her to. Need to go there, I'll take it. She told me that if she didn't do this, it's pretty much going to be prison for her. And that's exactly what it was for me. Because my ride a couple of times to a rehab didn't take. I had to hit the penitentiary to, for the Lord to grab a hold of me. I need to sit still enough to listen. So hopefully, I will talk to keep her out of there. Don't know, but God's got plan. But I hope that I'm not crossing any boundaries sharing this, but we all, we all know she needs help. Yeah. Most people don't look up till they hit bottom. I mean, you can. You don't have to wait that long, but it seems to work that way a good part of the time. All right, who else? Vicki. We have Lexi with us today. Yay. Yay. So, uh, that's a big praise. We're going through some things and... All right. Get to see her very much lately, so. Okay, that's, that's good. Who else? Lisa. Yeah, I just thank the Lord that when I couldn't see past uh, not getting out of my chair, that um, once again, he was like, check the side effects of that new medication, and it was like totally messing me up. I knew when I had some pains in certain places, it was hitting my liver and my anemia and energy and brain. <laughs> okay. All right. Nona. First of all, I want to thank everybody for praying for me while I was sick. Yesterday, I, after dinner, I decided I wanted to go get something to eat. I thought, well, I want Mexican food. I'll go to Gringo's. But then I thought, no. I'll go up to the other one up there. But, uh, can't think of the name of it now, but anyway, it's closer. Yeah. I said, no, you need to go to Gringo's, which I did. And I'm sitting there, I'm next place my order, I'm waiting. And I see this guy walking around. The only people he's talking to is employees. Okay. After I finish eating, he comes over to my table, and I was, he asked me if everything was okay. I said, yes. Are you the manager here? He says, no, I'm a minister hired by Gringo's. To, I go around to all the different restaurants talking to people. 
that explains why I came here. Because I was going to go up to Jimmy Changas, but I said, no, you need to go to Gringo's. And uh, he says, well, I go around and witness the people. Do you have any prayer needs? I said, well, this is my help. He says, okay, I'll pray for you. He did. And I thanked him. As he started to leave, I said, can I have a hug? So he gave me a hug. Now, in all my 81 years, I have never been to a restaurant and had a stranger come up and ask to pray for me. Did any of you? He probably never had anybody ask him for a hug like that either. So. <laughs> there been a lot else. <laughs> Bob, what's your praise? I tell you, I am, you know, I'm sitting around coming to church The closer I got to church, the better I felt. So I'm grateful for that. Amen. Uh, okay, go ahead. I want to praise the Lord for Thursday night women's Bible study. It opened my eyes to a lot. And uh, each and every day, I'm just growing stronger with my walk with the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's pretty praiseworthy right there. Sherry? Um, I praise God. I got to spend some good quality time with my granddaughter yesterday. Um, trying on wedding dresses. She's getting married. Hey. Uh, February 29th. Amy and Caleb are getting married. Amy and Caleb. And Jordan and Alexis are getting married August the 16th. They set a date yesterday, too. Okay. So. Wow. All right. Awesome. Well. Praise the Lord. Awesome. See what you started? Leading by example. You're trendy. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I have the most amazing praises of all is where Amy's come from and where she is now. Yeah. It is good to see. Yeah. Amen. Really good to see. Who else? Mary. Yeah. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made you will rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. That's a very powerful, powerful song you know, to think about this really. This morning I listened to it, I think about myself. Oh God is good. Because I would never get sick and all that. Amen. There are things that you learn about to walk with the Lord during suffering that you cannot learn any other way. That's right. 
makes it necessary. And it's going to happen. Francis, what you praise? Um, I just want to uh, thank the Lord for giving me the strength to do. Amen. Jerry? We praise the Lord for the truth of his word. Praise the Lord for, uh, uh, for what work that he did sent to me this way. Amen. Amen. All good. Who else? Um, my son's company, Olmstead, that he works for out here at uh, Marathon, um, they lost their contract out there, and so my son on the 8th was not going to have a job. But one of the companies that's out there knows him real well, and you're not, you're not leaving here. So he goes to that company with the same pay. But not as a supervisor, he'll be on his tools, but it's the same pay that what he's making and everything now. So, good. And he'd been praying. We've been praying. Answered prayer. Yes. Anybody else? All the time. All the time. All the time. Amen. All right. John chapter 6. Going to have a little test for you today. See if you can understand the scripture properly. We'll start with verse 10 and where you ladies would agree with you know this and like to be able to say this. Make the men sit down. That's it. Aren't the men always sit? Ah! There was much grass in the place. It's not talking about the kind that just made legal in all these different states. <laughs> just grass, you know, green grass. There was much grass in the place. So the, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. Women and children had to stand? That's what it says, make the men sit down. It doesn't say make the crowd sit down, it says make the men sit down. I guess the, the men were the leaders of the household, so the women and children yeah. followed suit. It's something to notice, and maybe someday I'll understand exactly why it was that way. Uh, but the, they, they put the men on the grass, sitting on the grass, and there's, there's a big crowd, 5,000. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't tell how many women and kids were there. Uh, and one of the things that I know about this is uh, when the crowds were following Jesus to this degree, uh, it was mostly it was mostly the men. The women were taking care of what the women take care of, and the men were doing what they were doing. And uh, that was immediately after uh, Andrew. Simon Peter's brothers told Jesus, there's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? I preached a message one time called No More Fish Sandwiches for You. Saw <laughs> <laughs> a movie on Christian TV called Fishes and Loaves. Yeah. Jesus took the loaves when he had given thanks and he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, 
he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above to them that had eaten. Now there's another little snippet in there as to, well, why is it that way? It doesn't say anything about any fish being left over. Apparently they ate it all, but they had barley loaves left over, bread left over. Uh, then those men, when they had seen the miracle that di Jesus did, said, uh, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. The fact that it doesn't mention the women or the children uh, could be that they weren't, they weren't there. Uh, or it could be that they set the men down and distributed the food to them so that they could, enough that they could take care of their families without. And that would be a, a, a right way to do it. If you think about it, why, why would the, if the apostles, the apostles are going to distribute this food, do, do they distribute it to each child and each lady and each person, or is it a better plan, simpler, to, to give it to the men and they take care of it, the distribution to the family? Jeannie? My strong sense is that word men is generic. You think it is? For humans. Could have been men and women and children. Context doesn't agree. I'm just going about with the strongest. I know, I know, but the the it doesn't make sense to generic or not to say make the men sit down. It would if that was just a generic, it would be make them sit down. Well, uh, give it to the men because the men would know better what amount would be for their household. I mean, that's something that they see every day. It, it just kind of makes sense. Yeah, you feed your husband first, then you're coming with yourself. So. And a lot of times, men is generic in the Bible, but this context doesn't fit to be one. Yes, Jamie? Uh, I read in Matthew, it mentioned men and women and children. Matthew 14.5. That's where Matthew, when he talks about the female Well, there was a, another feeding of 3,000 besides. Yes, Josh, we'll get The man's job to bring home bread? Well, there you go. What can I say to that? Uh, when they were full, they were filled, he had them gather up the leftovers. Uh, Twelve baskets full of bread leftovers, bread pieces. Now, here's where it's going to start getting interesting and, uh, and we can learn something. Then those men... When they had seen the miracles that Jesus did. You got your strongs out, Jeannie? Look at it in verse number 14 and see if it's the same word. I don't know that it'll mean much, but it might, might or might not be. When they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. Yes, I'm getting the same definition. Okay. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force... To make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. By the way, when, uh, when you visit Capernaum, if you go to Israel and you don't get shot for, you know, 
or, or kidnapped like it is today over there. In Capernaum, there is a display uh, and on the and that display has you can Google it and look at pictures of it because it's readily available. But there's a display. We were there two different times, and uh, I forget how many years ago it was. A drought in Israel caused the the Sea of Galilee or the the Chinnereth, Lake Tiberias, to drop considerably, more so than perhaps any time in modern history. And when the sea level, uh, when the level of the lake dropped so drastically, there was a boat in the mud that was discovered. And they uh, excavated that area and took that boat out. And it was pretty much in pieces, but it was all pretty much there. Most of it was intact. And it is put together and it is on display there in a museum in Capernaum. And uh, you can go look at it and it's pretty cool. Uh, but it's the, it's the boat, not the button. We can't prove it's the boat that Jesus rode in, but it's the boat that, how they were built and the type of boat that was used in that day. It's the real thing. And it's uh, it's kind of different, uh, but you can. It's it's like other things about going to Israel. When you go there and you see the actual place that you've been reading about in the Bible, it it takes the picture that you had and corrects it because you never think of it the way it really is. Almost, it's like talking to somebody on the phone, imagining what they look like, and then meeting them later. You ever done that? Did they look like you thought they would look like? Almost never. Same way. But you'll see things in Israel like that boat, for example. They call it the Jesus boat, you know, like that boat. And it's a boat that's craft, handcrafted. And it's, they're about, oh, I think it's about, uh, oh, what, 20 foot long, maybe a little bit longer. I'm just looking at it from memory in my mind's eye. It looks like it's about at the widest point, probably 10 feet wide, something like that. 27 feet long and 7.5 feet wide. Oh, okay. That's pretty close. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it was longer than I remembered, but uh, 27, that's, you know. It's interesting how it's made, you know. It's, it's made just about like you would, you know, a carpenter would figure out, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody building a boat or a, on YouTube or whatever, but that boat is there. Anyway, not to get bogged down, it says that uh, when Jesus figured they would take him by force to make him a king, why, why would they do that? Because he could provide food. Yeah, I mean, it's fish sandwiches. And when even was now come, his disciples went down to the sea. They entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark. And Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. And so when they had rowed about five or twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto them. And they were afraid. But he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. That's pretty handy. 
Those ships didn't have motors. They weren't sailing. They did have sails for them, but they weren't sailing because it's at night that they were rowing. Now, here's where it's going to get interesting. The day following, this is the next day, when the people stood on the other side of the sea, when they were there, which people is it talking about? The disciples or the 5,000 men? Yeah, they stood upon the other side of the sea, saw that there was none other boat there save the one wherein the disciples were entered and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. So the crowd took other boats and maybe some of them walked around, took long, I don't know, but it says they, they went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou thither? Hither. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles. What was the point of the miracle? The miracles, it says plural, miracles. Every time another one of them ate, it was a, a, no, another miracle. They saw it. They experienced it. They participated in it. He said, you, you're looking for me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath the God the Father sealed. We're going to stop there for a minute and consider a lesson that we have most of us seen and that we all need to understand. People often want to be Christians or want to call themselves Christians because they want to benefit from the blessings that Christians have that other people don't have. Amen. There are people that are religious and go to church, but they're not Christians. You may well have been one of those at one time. There are people that tithe and give money because they know about the promises that come with it. And God keeps his word, no matter what. He's going to keep his word. A lot of people want what Christians get. They get answered prayer. They get healing. What are some of the things that people want that Christians get? Hope. Hope. Financial blessings. Financial blessings. Healing. Sometimes peace of mind. Fulfillment, peace of mind. Health. Health. There is a, a tendency to want what God gives Christians, but they don't really want to be one. They want the benefit, but they don't necessarily want to be one. Gary? That's, that's what the communists do. They want, to come into, they want to come into a country and take God out, but they want to keep all the good part of the state that doesn't work that way. Yeah, well, that's pretty common, isn't it? Josh? It used to be a saying on the farm, everybody wants to be a cowboy, just time to do cowboy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. That's pretty much what we're looking at here. They wanted to be, they, they didn't just want the food. There's something else that they wanted. And you're going to read it here in just a moment. Then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? What are they saying there? What, what would it take for me to be able to pray and raise my hands or, you know, break it up and make it multiply like that? And Jesus answered and said unto them, unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. And they, they said therefore unto him, What signs showest thou then that we may see and believe thee, or what doest thou work? Now that's got to be the stupidest thing anybody ever said after not only watching Jesus feed 5,000 people with five loaves and a couple of fishes and eating of the bread and the fish themselves. So here's, here's, my, here's my question for you today. What does Jesus mean when he said, This is the work of God, that you may believe on him whom he hath sent? That the miracles were to be a witness that he's God. Okay. Well, the smart Ellie gets it right on the first answer. <laughs> this verse 29 is a scripture that is one of the most erroneously interpreted verses of scripture you're going to find in the New Testament. How is that scripture misinterpreted so often? Do you know? Which one was it? 29. I Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he hath sent. I don't understand why it would be misinterpreted. People. Is Some that, people okay. believe he's the son My of God. Understanding that, that's to sh show uh, bonification. He, uh, it shows proof. That, that's my thought on it. Do, do people take it and think that it's saying that Jesus isn't God? Nope. No. People take this and surmise that believing on him whom God has sent is the work of God. Oh. That belief somehow is a work. Oh. That this, this is an isolated oh, okay. statement. Well, if you, look at it, if you look at it just by itself, that's what it says. This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. Okay, so... Their thought process is, in order to believe, you have to work, or, 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 or it is of works that you believe. Yeah. Okay. Sounds to me like they're trying yeah. really hard not to hear. You know, it, yeah. it was wrapping around in their eyes. That's, that's accepted in all kinds of religious doctrines. Salvation is not of works. It is of faith or belief. And work is not a belief, and belief is not work. The correct interpretation, the correct, you know, and, and I probably 
used to think that way. I thought they were interchangeable. You know? Yeah. I thought one was as the other. Yeah. For for faith and works. You know, to a degree. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you've learned better because they're not. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd be out this back door. And yeah. They are not. Yeah. The miracles were not to feed people. The miracles were so that the people could see that this one doing it, and and they had it, they had it going right, and then somewhere in the middle of it, they they messed up. It says here, verse 14: Those men which had seen the miracle that Jesus did said, "This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world." I mean, they had it going the right way. They were getting it. What happened? All of a sudden, after they ate, they thought they got to thinking. I guess. I mean, I'm just looking at this. You got this huge crowd of people that had eaten all this food that was basically came out of thin air at the command of Jesus, and they thought, well, this this is that prophet, and they were right. They, they were exactly right. And then they got to thinking how handy it would be to be able to do that. So they're following Jesus now for the food, for the ability to create the, the food. They completely, they completely lost the proper purpose for the whole thing. The purpose of the of the miracles. You you got to realize one thing: miracles are cool, but they never ever did accomplish what the word of God and the gospel accomplished. People people believed on him when they saw the miracles that he did. That was back in chapter two. But Jesus did not commit himself because he knew all men, needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. They, they love the benefit of the miracles. They love the benefit of the, the, the system, the gospel, and, and all the, the benefit. But they didn't want, they didn't want the association somehow. This verse, I guess you all just know too much. This verse is so commonly misunderstood and misinterpreted. You can read all kinds. Almost anybody gets into chapter 6 and you're reading or listening to some preacher somewhere and you'll hear this idea that this, this work, this is the, the belief is the work of God. No, it's not. Belief is not a work. And a work is not a belief. And then they turn around and ask Jesus, what signs showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? Is this like, is this like a dumber, dumber, dumber contest? I mean, it's just like. And they, as I said, our fathers did eat manna in the desert, and it's written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. They're basically saying to Jesus, well, this is not so, this is not such a big deal. Moses did this. Go ahead. Does that technically qualify as a dumb question? I, I don't know if it does or not. I, I just, it, 
I just can't imagine anybody asking Jesus for a sign after he just fed 5,000 of them with a couple of fish and two and five loaves. I mean, I guess it'd be different if they didn't actually partake in it. So, like, they saw it, but they didn't eat it, and they'd be like, well, did it really happen? Yeah. No. They, they ate of everything. Yeah, they ate all fish. They yeah. didn't even have any, did all that leftover bread. Doesn't that go along with it? It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't matter how much they see. Doesn't matter how much evidence you provide. Yeah, I guess that's it. It's just it leaves me in a quandary. I know they I know they just ate that food. I know they just saw it happen. And now they're asking for a sign. You know, it's it's like one of these things that, you know, sometimes sometimes maybe it's a family member or somebody you know and they just they just keep falling on their face, and you just yeah, sometimes you just throw up your hands and say, "Is there is there any hope for this person whatsoever?" Well, here we are. I don't know if Jesus threw up his hands, but I don't think he did. He doesn't. He's not known for doing that. But uh, what well, what would you have done if you'd been there? And yet, and and you stand you're standing there, and they ask Jesus, "What what?" sign do you show us that, that we can see and believe? What would you say? You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Bob. <laughs> right, I don't, you know, when, when you start talking, my mom went straight to Peter. And it's like, I can see Peter grabbing somebody, getting him to the water's edge and say, okay, you're alive, now you're dead. <laughs> you you're alive. Now you're dead. And he just kept up. He said, you know, and he repeated yeah. it. He got two three times. He said, do you understand what it is? Jesus is going to answer this and try to teach them. And I'm not sure they're going to get it. They actually don't get it. We'll read that. It's toward the end of this chapter. <laughs> 